Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. The Couch Potato Podcast presents The Karate Kid. This is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso. Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but... We're not quitters, are we? Until he met the hey, right girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. Is that your address? You got it. But that only angered the wrong guy. In the end, it will be in Daniel's hands. In his body. And most of all, in his mind. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures presents the Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? GC Penny, 398. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Lucas, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm good, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. Uh... We got us a special guest in the studio tonight, Lucas, Jack. Have you two met? Uh, I, be- I believe so. Jack, out speaking to my, I had it muted. Sorry. Yeah, we sure have. All right. Uh, well, we're doing the Karate Kid. If you didn't already know by the intro, um, Lucas, when was the uh, first time you were introduced to the Karate Kid? Uh, you know, I don't really remember, but uh, I've. I've seen it a lot more lately because of uh, Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. so it's nice to revisit it. Right, Jack. Uh, what about you? When was the first time you watched The Karate Kid? Uh, when I was around seven, maybe. So first what, time I saw it. Not too long ago. Yeah, it's been about two years because I'm around in the double digits. That's true. Uh, I know for me, uh, this is one of those movies that was on cable, like, pretty much all the time when I was a kid, like on HBO especially, like you probably would catch it maybe every three months and it ran constantly. So I've seen this movie hundreds of times. No, honestly, I probably saw it on HBO when we used to uh, <clears throat> borrow HBO. Oh, yeah. Well, see, we used to do that too. We used to borrow the cable quite a bit from uh, the, the cable company. Yeah, we were just borrowing. Yeah, I hope, I hope no one's listening. <laughs> At least from the cable companies. Um, right. uh, I've always felt that the Karate Kid was one of the the forgotten like classics from the eighties. Like you know, when you think of like the best movies of the eighties, you typically think of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or Back to the Future. Yeah, Ghostbusters is another one. I love Ghostbusters. It is a good movie. But, like, the Karate Kid, up until recently, seems to be kind of forgotten. And uh, Cobra Kai kind of resurrected that. It's hard to believe that this is... How many... Let's see, they've done four movies, right? Yeah, they've done this one, second one, the next Karate Kid. Well, you forgot part three. Yeah, part three and then the next Karate Kid. Then they did the remake, too, with Jackie Chan, which... It's all right. Jackie Chan, he's pretty good, but he's not good for Karate Kid. <laughs> well, I mean, like with the the remake, it was basically you just. I always feel like when they do remakes, that they should add something to it, and it really, it was just, hey, let's remake the Karate Kid just because we don't have an idea, so let's just remake it again. Listen, they did a backflip kick. All right, that's badass. That's something new. That's true. Have you seen uh, any of the the original, like the sequels to the original Karate Kid? Yeah, um, I've seen all of them, actually. Um, And I'm one of the, I think, uh, I think I'm in the minority of liking the next Karate Kid. See, I don't even remember it that much. I remember I wasn't a huge fan of it. Now, see, for me, I love the Karate Kid 3. Because it's so cheesy. Oh, it's it's one of those movies. It's like so bad, it's good. Uh, it's bad cheesy. It is. Uh, it's. Uh, I know for me, like uh, they had uh, Thomas Ian Griffin was one of the 
bad guys. He was kind of like the Dollar Tree version of uh, Steven Seagal. He had a ponytail. Oh, yeah. and His, his yeah. name is Silver, right? Terry Silver taught the Quicksilver yep. method. Terry Silver. Um, Amazing. Yeah, see, Jack knows. Yeah, because I've seen that movie before. Yeah, are, are you interested in learning the Quicksilver method? Yeah, sure. All right, well, we'll just rewatch the Karate Kid 3 over and over again until you get the gist of it. No, I've already seen it twice. <laughs> I don't need to see it 100,000 more times. That's right. Well, you should watch it at least once a year. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Um, but it seemed like the Karate Kid kind of fell out of, like, people forgot all about it till a few years ago when the uh, series Cobra Kai was reintroduced, or introduced to, uh, wasn't this uh, on YouTube Red or... Yeah. YouTube yeah, originals, YouTube Red. yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, so you had to, you had to pay for the first season to be able to see it. So maybe like twenty people watched it on YouTube. Yeah, but uh, I remember when uh, Netflix bought the the series, and like all of a sudden it just took off. Um, Netflix has the uh, like their top ten. They recently, I think they did that like what six eight months ago, where they would have like their top ten programs on their service yeah it's like the top 10 of the day or something or the week something like that but cobra kai hung on for months it seemed like for that um i know i binge watched one and two in like a weekend and then i watched one and two and i watched season one in like three hours maybe well it would have been a little bit longer than three hours because they were half an hour or a piece, and there's like 10 or 11 episodes. Probably four or five hours, maybe. Well, it's a good show to do that. You know what? Yeah. Close enough. He was enjoying it, so time flew. It was three hours. Yeah. See, look, Lucas is looking out for you, dude. Yeah, at least. But, uh, yeah, like, the the show is really taking off now. Like, there's this huge renaissance for the Karate Kid. I think Netflix has signed up for, like, what, two more seasons of it? Yeah, like, season four and season five, because it, season three came out early. Well, I know I know they're at least doing a season four because mm-hmm. I think they've already started uh, production on it. Yeah. Yeah, it came out May second, twenty eighteen. Oh, is that what season one came on on YouTube? Yeah, I think. Oh. see, I didn't even know that. So because I looked it up. Well, hey, that's what you, that's what you're here for, man. You're a crack researcher. That's what Google's for, <laughs> and and Wikipedia. Yep. Um, well, we'll uh, start with the tail of tape real quick, and then we'll kind of we're gonna do something a little different today. Uh, I think this might be a thing going forward. Uh, we've kind of broken the movies down into categories, and we're kind of dissecting them that way. Yeah. So, bear with us. This might be a little shaky, but we'll we'll right the ship. Jack, are you ready? Hell yeah! <laughs> all right, that's you're gonna be your one cuss word on this episode. All right. Can I say one more, please? No, you can't say one more cuss word. Uh, Lucas, are you ready to do this? Uh, fuck yeah. All right, see, now Lucas got his cuss word in, so we're good. And Yeah, you need to get your cuss word in, sir. Uh, I'm saving it for later. Okay, nice. Because <laughs> I don't want to hear that filthy mouth of yours. <laughs> um, the tail of the tape, which is uh, something we're going to keep here on the show. Uh, the Karate Kid was released on June the 22nd, 1984. Uh, that was a huge... Uh, movie year for like the popcorn flicks ghostbusters we talked about that a minute ago you love that movie oh my god that was 1984 i've seen every single one um gremlins which was a previous yes was a previous episode uh on the couch potato podcast check it out on apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts yeah load it up that's right um box office uh did 90.8 million dollars on an eight million dollar budget actually 104 million so uh somebody Somebody got a nice new car after this movie. Jack actually corrected me in his uh, crack research. He actually said, how much did it do? $104 million in the box office. So it did even more. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, so somebody got an even nicer car than the original nice car I was thinking of. See, at least you got me here because I did three hours worth of research. Yeah, see, I'm shitting the bed, Lucas. You might be doing these shows with <laughs> Jack going forward. <laughs> Um, Man, he, yeah, maybe I should be the owner. He, he's of like him. a, he's like a brotato tot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a tater tot. A brotato tot. 
like a mini potato, like a tater tot or, or something. I don't know. All right, well, we'll just get you a T-shirt made, all right? All righty. Because I drew a picture and they're going to make T-shirts. Um, the director of this was John Avildsen. Uh Do you know what he directed? Kind of a similar theme? Um, uh, Rocky? He did. He did the original Rocky. And it. Actually, I kind of remembered you saying something about it, so I cheated it. <laughs> well, it was probably when we tried to record this the other night. We had d- technical difficulties, which we always do on the show. Yeah, that that should be our our podcast, <laughs> Couch Potato Technical Difficulties Podcast. It's just called the Technical Difficulties Podcast. I mean, that's more of an appropriate title. I also thought about doing Unnecessary but Not Unskilled. That could also be one, too. Uh, um, Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shue, William Zabka, and Martin Cove are the stars, and very well received by critics, uh, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's because the other 11% are stupid. That's right. They must... They must have just ganged up like, hey, we'll just give all the praise to the original because we know two and three are going to suck. <laughs> well, two and three don't suck. They, they had a fair point there. Yeah, the guy that directed uh, Karate Kid actually died on twenty in June 16th, 2017. Oh, John Avildsen did? In Los Angeles, California. Oh, wow. You don't have his obituary pulled up, do you? What does that mean? That's like when someone passes away. It no. kind of gives like when they were born when they passed away, who loved them, their family members, what they did. Um, he was also he was also born in uh nineteen thirty five. Okay. Alright, cool, cool. Thanks for the thanks for the special uh heads up on John Avildsen. No problem. Also here's one more fun fact for you. He directed the worst Rocky movie, the movie that shouldn't even exist, that piece of shit Rocky Five. Oh, he did Rocky Five too? Yeah, that movie sucks. We don't even acknowledge it here in this house. That movie's terrible. It goes one, two, three, and four, and it just skips to Rocky Balboa. They did something with a guy named Rocky Balboa, but we just don't even consider that. And then they also made 40 Years of Rocky. That doesn't make no sense. It's a documentary. Yeah, screw documentaries. Hey, now. Some are good. There's one about Pat Morita that just came out. And there's also one on Michael Jordan, too. Well, we'll save the, the last dance for another episode, all right? Off topic. Yeah. All right. So, Lucas, did you have uh, anything uh, you wanted to add before we go into the first category? Uh, no. Okay. I, 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 I don't. Sorry. All right. Well, uh, the first category we're going to test run here is, uh, did we decide we're going to call this the William Somerset yeah, uh, we did. Research Corner? Yep. Sure did. Yep. Is that what we're calling it? Okay. For those of you that haven't seen the movie Seven, there's a scene where uh, Morgan Freeman's character... Oh, yeah, you won't be watching Seven anytime soon, dude. Why? <laughs> Just trust me. Okay. Um, there's a scene where uh, Morgan Freeman's character, William Somerset, is doing research in a library. There's classical music playing. He's got the security guards hanging down below, playing cards. It looks like he's really doing some in-depth stuff, so that's what we do here. Actually, we just look up IMDb, but... Hey, you know what, though? You guys wouldn't know if we didn't say, right? I mean, I I feel like we're pretty professionals. (laughs) Oh, there's another (laughs) T-shirt. We've come up with two T-shirt ideas just tonight. Yeah, one for me and one for Lucas. Yeah, the Brotato Tot and Brofessionals. (laughs) I'm on a roll tonight. Yeah, is your mind extra limber? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the way we like it here on the show. <laughs> took some medicine before I came on here. Well, ain't nothing wrong with that. He took his vitamin, Jack. Nice. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in William Somerset Research Corner, um, first fact, the Karate Kid, uh, did you know it was based on a DC Comics character? Yes, I sure did. Um, I did not. Yeah, uh, based on a DC Comics character, and Columbia Pictures gave permission to, uh, or got permission from DC to use it in the movie, and they even give them a little shout out in the movie credits. 
Oh, uh, at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll see it like when it's, at the end it says special thanks to DC Comics and they'll give like trademark, you know, all that jazzy. Yeah, all that oh. crap they do at the end. That's right. I never noticed that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's see, a uh, couple casting uh, possibilities here. Uh, Charlie Sheen, C. Thomas Howell, and Sean Penn were all considered for the role of Daniel. Now, who is C. Thomas Howell? Like, what is he in? Um, he was in The Outsiders with Ralph Macchio. Um, he was in a movie called Secret Admirers, like a big 80s, one of those teen uh, romantic comedies. Uh, he did a movie called uh, Soul Man, which hasn't aged well. It's about a white guy who goes in blackface to get into a college. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that boy. has not aged well at all. No, then I I wouldn't imagine so. Um, but yeah, those are the three that uh, I could find that were up for the role of Daniel. Now, for me personally, like there's no way I can see Sean Penn or Charlie Sheen losing a fight at all, like well, especially Sean Penn. Yeah, well, and Charlie Sheen would be all hyped up on uh, some uh, boogie sugar. So boogie sugar. <laughs> and Sean Penn just is seems like he's pissed off all the time so i can't see william zapka like really putting up much of a fight against them too you think he just grew out his mustache in anger oh yeah <laughs> when he gets angry it's like when hulk hogan rips his shirt off it's just like he sprouts a mustache when he's in fight mode <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the actor mako was considered for the role of mr miyagi now mako is one of those actors that like you Probably don't recognize the name, but he's was in a bunch of stuff in the eighties and the nineties. Um you might remember him, uh the movie Sidekicks with Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis. He was the guy that was uh, made the dumplings in the restaurant. Mm, no, I, I don't even know if I've seen Sidekicks. Oh, you haven't seen Sidekicks with uh basically Jonathan Brandis dreams of being Chuck Norris? Huh. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. Well, you'll have some homework this weekend. Why are you my friend if you haven't seen Psychic? <laughs> wow. I have never seen Psychic. I was going to say, yeah, don't don't be throwing stones, buddy. You haven't seen that movie either. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he was uh, filming Conan the Destroyer, so he couldn't do it. Oh. Well, I think they got it right anyway. Yeah, I'm sure Mako's probably, God rest his soul, is kicking his ass for that one. Conan the Destroyer is not very good. Yeah. Um, did you know that the song You're the Best by Joe Esposito wasn't written for this movie? Uh, I did know that because uh, me, you, and producer Adam had a conversation about it earlier. That's right. Um, it was actually written for Rocky Three. Yeah, it was. Which, that would, I feel like it would be, I feel like it would fit maybe. A little bit, but the the music is perfect for this movie anyway. Right. Well, it got rejected for uh, Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. Oh, well, yeah. Then they definitely made the right choice. Yeah, that's like uh, you like if you're uh, like an NFL team, you you bench like Tom Brady because you've got Aaron Rodgers as your starter. <laughs> yeah, I mean – I was sitting there thinking about that analogy. It was blowing my mind. Like, shit, if you had those two, I don't think you can lose. I really don't. Well, yeah, you probably would be losing because you've got both those guys on your roster. You can't divert your salary cap anywhere else. Oh, yeah, you can't afford anyone else. Yeah. That's, that is a good point. You and I are playing cornerbacks for whoever they're playing for. Oh, shit, then we're definitely going to win. Yeah, we're getting torched by Jerry Rice, who's in his 50s now. <laughs> I'm taking out his damn knees. I ain't got time to be chasing his ass around. Damn, you're going old school football right there. Oh yeah, we're doing. We're uh, making him flip and all kinds of shit. Um, producer Jerry Weintraub didn't want to cast Pat Morita because uh, Pat Morita was uh, known more as a comedic actor, and he didn't think that he would be able to take on a dramatic role. He is pretty funny in that movie. He is, but he's also like he's got some acting chops too. I mean, I can you really see anybody else as Mr. Miyagi? No, not really. No, well, I, de- I definitely can't. 
No. Heck no. Yeah, I just read. I I'll have to look it up at some point. But yeah, they just released a documentary about uh, Pat, Pat Morita. Yeah, like about Mr. Miyagi. I'll look it up here while I'm reading this stuff. Or actually, Jack, since you're such an ace researcher, can you look it up for me? Yes, sir. Um, um fun fact for you about um, Pat Morita. He does not speak in that heavy uh, Asian accent, Japanese accent. He actually. Um, He's from California, so he speaks just normal English. Yeah, he was actually uh, he was on a show called Happy Days, which was a huge, huge show back in the 1970s. Like, everybody watched that show. Um, the producers, I would imagine Jerry Weintraub, who seems to have a real hard-on for Pat Morita at this point, uh, they wanted to cut the uh, drunk scene because they felt it slowed the pace of the movie down. But uh, I think it was actually... I think it was perfect to leave it in there because it it really showed uh, Daniel, you know, a different side of Mr. Miyagi and got him to understand him a little bit better and why he was mm-hmm. teaching him the way he was. Yeah, John Avildsen actually wanted to keep it, and he I, he fought for it, and eventually he won out. Oh, uh, that Pat Morita documentary is called More Than Miyagi, and it just came out uh, a few weeks ago. January 8th, 2021. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's very recent. It's going to be on Apple TV on February the 5th. Oh, all right. So check it out if you're interested in uh, Pat Morita. I remember – I only remember him in Happy Days because that was like a big show in my my grandparents' house when I was a kid because of the reruns. This movie – and then he did a movie with Jay Leno where they played like the buddy cops. I f- think it's called Crash Course. I, I don't awful. remember. Yeah, Jay, Jay Leno doesn't. That doesn't sound like a movie I'm going to sit down and watch. Let's be real. Right. <laughs> um, this one I thought was actually really cool. Uh, Chuck Norris was rumored to have been offered the role of Crease. Uh, he said that he turned it down. Well, the rumor was he turned it down due to not wanting to play someone so sadistic that taught kids. But. I guess Chuck later on went on to say he wasn't offered that role, but if he was, he would have turned it down for the reasons I just said. Yeah, I mean, he, he's kind of the ultimate good guy. Well, that, and I think if Chuck Norris would have been creased, this movie would have been like five minutes long. It would have just been introducing him, and then that's it. Yeah, him snapping his fingers, and then everybody turning to dust. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last fact that I have... Uh, Vidal, the guy that Johnny fights in the semifinals, is actually a very proficient uh, karate. Uh, I think he's got a black belt from what I read. Um, And he did most of the uh, fight choreography, and he came up with the crane kick. And he was uh, the body double for Pat Morita when he was, like, working on the crane kick, you know, the silhouette. That's actually Daryl Vidal. Oh, wow. And... He has a karate school to this day, so if you're ever in California, want we'll to learn some martial arts from the guys that t- the guy taught the karate kid. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, pretty sweet. I would do it. Oh, so would I. Uh, you have anything to add, uh, Lucas? Um, the uh, the kids in the neighborhood at the very beginning actually live in that neighborhood, and they kept uh, bugging the cast and the crew. So the director told him if they if they left him alone, they could be in that scene in the movie. So they're, they're uh, actual real people, not actors. Oh, I bet them kids are telling that for the rest of their lives. I would even dare to say one kid when he grew up used that as a pickup line. <laughs> hey, uh, I was in the Karate Kid right at the beginning. Say, like, hey, girl, you know I'm in the Karate Kid. Yeah, just watch the beginning of the movie. And then. He, <laughs> He shows her like the the opening scenes like there I was girl how'd you like the movie? <laughs> you um, weren't in the Karate Kid, and then she walks out. <laughs> um, fun fact: uh, Elizabeth Shue is uh, Abraham Lincoln in this movie. She is. She is one of the uh, Alley with an I. Just remember that, Jack. Alley with, an, with I. an I. That's right. She's not Alley with an E or a Y. Uh, and. Daniel with an L. Mm-hmm. And Miyagi with an I, too. Um, yeah, Elizabeth Shue's alley in this, 
uh, top five 80s girlfriend. Yep. For and sure. You know, she's really loyal, too. Yeah, like, Daniel is like, he's so fucking mean to her. <laughs> Daniel was mean to everybody in this movie. And he, uh, like, the scene where he gets the car, and we'll, we'll dive into that here in a minute about uh, Daniel being a... Well, you know what? Let's just do it now before we go to the next category. Sounds good. Uh, you are of the same belief that I am. <clears throat> and it is, has kind of become like popular, uh, like an internet theory over the last few years that uh, Daniel is actually the villain of the Karate Kid. Yeah. I mean, he's going around fighting everybody. He started the shit with Johnny. I mean, he's the bad guy. Yep, started it on the beach. Uh, Johnny was just trying to, you know, like, hey, he had, he was just trying to talk to his girlfriend, and then Daniel decides he wants to put his uh, his two cents in uh, to impress Allie, and then he just won't stay down. I thought it was kind of funny, though, that uh, his buddies just kind of ditch him after <laughs> after that. Well, I mean, if yeah, I watch my so friend get his... If I watched my friend get his ass kicked like that, I'd probably leave him too. Also, if I got beat up by a a karate dojo biker gang, you would just like, hey, you know, nice knowing you, dude, but I'm out. Well, I mean, if they're all fighting you, I'll jump in and we'll lose together. But if it's one-on-one and homeboy's got you in the sand, I mean, it'd be kind of shitty for me to jump in. Well, I'm I'm not saying that. I was under the impression that you would say like uh, like what they did to him is like, well, he got his ass kicked. Nice knowing you, man. Like we're our friendship is done. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> say, it's, that's fucked up. Like there's a biker, a ninja biker gang out front of my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, and Daniel's shitty to to Allie. Like he's ditched her a couple times. Uh. Like there's that scene at the uh, where he tries to basically. I think he's going in there to show like, hey, I've got a car now, so I'm hot shit. But like she's, <laughs> what I found to be funny is she was like checking out all those guys getting out of the pool. You know, it's like it's almost like, hey, I could be with one of these guys if I want to. <laughs> yeah. Set him with this scrawny uh, bully over here who wants to fight everybody. But Allie, yeah, she just, like, I don't know what it is about Daniel, but, like, he just calls her slugger and then everything's cool again. Uh, that, I mean, that is the ultimate compliment, I guess. Yeah, after, like, her friends, like, basically, like, tell, like, Daniel, like, hey, you know, like, she slapped the shit out of Johnny at the polo club and everyone else was laughing at you because you had that obscene amount of tomato sauce dumped on your all-white suit. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe you made the reference to uh, Kevin from The Office dropping that pot of chili. Yeah, it looks like if Kevin was carrying that pot of chili into The Office and he dumped it all over Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I don't know, like, you had some uh, thoughts about uh, Johnny Lawrence, too, besides just the, the fight scene at the beach, didn't you? Well, I I think Johnny, you know, he he was over there to try to talk to the girl because his heart was broken, and there's a punk over here starting shit with him. Now, he was a little aggressive about it. Could have maybe taken his foot off the gas a little bit, but, uh, I mean, the man was heartbroken. He just wanted, he wanted the hottest girl in school back. Yeah. Well, not only that, like, if you notice every time they get into a fight, like, Johnny is kind of like, okay, we're done. And then Daniel does something to piss him off. Yeah, I mean, like, like, truth, uh, like truth he, be, he wanted no part of uh, Daniel getting injured. No. I mean, I guess the one time that they were on their, their – were those motorcycles or dirt bikes? I don't know. Uh, they look like a combination of both, really. I think they were dirt bags. I mean, well, they were dirt bags. They, <laughs> they dirt, knocked him off the hill. Dirt bikes. <laughs> I, meant, I meant to say. Um, well, yeah, there was that time they they ran him off the cliff <laughs> or that that hill. That was pretty fucked up. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's about the only time they were really dicks to him. But if we're being honest, I mean, he kind of deserved it. Yeah. Well, each time though, he tries to squash it, and then like he does that move where he turns that water on when uh, Johnny is. 
somehow has headphones on and is rolling a joint in a school bathroom. <laughs> school bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't know, like, if the principal and like the staff is just afraid of him, but like, he's in there taking. Like, I don't know if he wasn't taking a dump, was he? <laughs> yeah, I think he was taking a dump. But yeah, he's just in there rolling a J. Has his headphones on. Not like he didn't care if a teacher is going to come in on him or not. And then Daniel <laughs> runs the hose and gets him like just drenches him. And then like he deserves that. Who Johnny? Yeah. No, Daniel deserves getting his butt kicked for that. Yeah, he right. Does. And Johnny didn't deserve that because you know there was really no there was really no beef going on at the time. Well, Jack, let me ask you since you are a mm-hmm. a young fresh face to the Karate Kid uh, cool. saga. Is Johnny the good guy or the bad guy in this? He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Why is he a bad guy? Because he kicks Daniel's butt. Well, well, yeah, he does, except for the end. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, it, tough shit. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen it before. Yeah. I mean, like, why do you think he's a bad guy? Uh, because he fights people and he does that thing to Daniel. Yeah. And that's why I think he's a bad guy. Yeah. It's the red leather jacket that makes him a bad guy. Yeah, he rips off Michael Jackson in Thriller. Michael Jackson! Well, no, actually, I think Michael Jackson rips him. It was Thriller 84 or 85? Uh, I want to say 84. 85, I think. I'm All right, well, we're splitting hairs here. If uh, you guys listening, send us an email. Let me know if I'm right or wrong. 84, 85, somewhere in that neighborhood. 86. Somebody ripped off somebody. Somebody owes somebody money for a leather jacket. I, 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 I would have done the research if I would have known that we were going to go into, like, who ripped off who with the red leather jacket. So Missed you, opportunities, I guess. Yeah. So, Jack, you, you think he's a villain? Yes, sir. All right. Well, if... I'm curious to hear some of your guys' theories on this. Uh, we just kind of dipped into it a little bit. We're trying to keep this uh, at a certain length, so please hit us up on the socials or send us an email. When we get somebody that actually sends us an email that's not a Viagra ad or somebody trying to sell us an obscene, <laughs> an obscenely expensive service that we're never going to use. Yeah. Hey, like, we'll promote you guys for $300 a month. Yeah. Not, not dog. I don't know what kind of scratch you think I make, but it, yeah, uh, it this ain't that. this isn't the Joe Rogan experience. All right, we don't have that kind of money here. No, right. we don't. We don't even have equipment that works half the time. Well, then I mean, why well, no, did you buy sixty dollar microphones, then, sir? What'd you say, dude? I said half the time is about what it works. Yeah. So yeah, we we don't have three hundred dollars. What was you saying, Jack? I said, then why did you have, and why are the mics working, huh, sir? Can you s- explain that? Well, the mics are working, but we always seem to have a technical difficulty. Yeah, because it took about 100,000 times to do the intro. It did. But I think it turns out nice. Yeah, because it kind of repeated itself about 1,000 times. All right, well, enough of our technical difficulties and how shitty our production values are. Yeah, how shy um, are Let's go to our favorite scene. This is the, uh, the category that if you were, I don't know, say you're on your way to a wedding and you're waiting on your significant other to get ready and you happen to catch this on TV, this could be the scene that like might cause you to be 10, 15, 20, two hours late to the wedding. Or <laughs> Two hours, man. They're, they're already walked out. <laughs> They're walking by you, just throw birdseed at them. Like, see, I was here. Well, yeah, but see that if you do that, you get there just in time for them to start serving food. That is very true. Um, well, I've got five nominees here. After I'm done, you guys can chime in if you have any others. Um, All right. First scene I've got here is the beach scene that we discussed where uh, – Allie and Daniel meet for the first time, and then Johnny and his and the Cobra Kai come in on their dirt bikes. Yep. Right. Uh, they come in on their dirt bikes, and then uh, Johnny tries to break Allie's radio. Then Daniel wants to be the hero, and then gets his ass kicked. Then they yeah, gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Then like Dan Daniel's new friends in his new hometown ditch him. 
So that's the first one. Uh, second one is the Halloween dance. Uh, this is the one where Daniel comes dressed as the shower. And then uh, Daniel takes a, uh, a hose into the stall where Johnny's at and runs water. And then the Cobra Kai chase him back to his apartment, kick the shit out of him. And then uh, Daniel's saved by Mr. Miyagi. That's when he finds out Mr. Miyagi's a karate master. Um, see, the third one is uh, when Mr. Miyagi shows Daniel that like all the chores he had been doing for him over the last month like actually served a purpose. And he kind of shows him you know, the wax on, wax off, the paint, the paint the fence. All that stuff is actually training him how to do karate. Wax on, yeah, you, wax off. That's right. We'll get to that here in a bit. Yeah, yeah and that, uh, that scene, you just kind of – you could, you could kind of feel the momentum building for Daniel at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have down the Mr. Miyagi drinking scene. Um, pretty powerful stuff. I mean, I know we said earlier that they said that uh, this kind of slowed the momentum down, but I, like you said, I, it showed a side of Mr. Miyagi we hadn't seen yet. And it kind of gives you a little bit of his backstory that he was married and had a child, and they unfortunately passed away. And now, he won the Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. And now like he kind of looks at Daniel as like a son. Which pretty much he is like that's Daniel's father figure in the later movies. Uh, he actually right. got nominated for an Oscar for that too, and that they think that that's the scene that got it for him. I mean, it would make sense. He does he does that scene really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should have got the Oscar. I don't know who was nominated that year. I mean, I think it's an accomplishment in itself that uh, this kind of movie got an Oscar nomination. Period. It's not really an Oscar movie, but still pretty cool, huh? It's a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, the I also have uh, the You're the Best uh, montage through the All-Valley tournament where basically you see like the tournament progressing and they have Joe Esposito's You're the Best playing. And then I have uh, the Daniel and Johnny fight in the finals. Either one of you have anything you want to add to that? Um, I think it would be the beat scene for me. Well, I mean, like, do you have any other scenes that you would add besides those? Or? Nah. What about you, Lucas? Uh, two scenes. The the scene where Daniel first meets Mr. Miyagi because the uh, sink is broken and Mr. Miyagi is the uh, maintenance man. Mm-hmm. And the scene where Mr. Miyagi is trimming the bonsai trees. Okay. Just because the the song right then and then like I don't I I don't know just the way it's acted out that scene just it feels when you're watching it feels really important. Mm-hmm. Jack, so uh, two scenes that I would add to it. Yeah. Jack, uh, you said you didn't have any extra scenes you would add to this. Uh, no, not really. Okay. Well, I'm saying like, if I see this on TV, the scene I'm stopping for and watching always is the, you're the best fight montage. Like I am a sucker for the montage sequence. And I think the, you're the best one is probably one of the best of all time. Um, if it was on TV, I would stop for when Johnny and Allie meet for the first time. That's Being yours? Seen. So, yeah. like, you don't get fired up want to fight somebody when you see the, the year of the best fight montage? Oh, hell yeah. Well, that's two cuss words you've gotten in on me now. Three, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like, I just love that. And just, like, I think besides, like, Rocky Four. Like anything in Rocky Four, and then the Eye of the Tiger in Three, like this is probably the best of the the eighties. What about you, Lucas? Well, I probably the beach scene. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Just because you, just because you, that's where the whole rivalry started. You know, like well, if if I hadn't watched Cobra Kai, it would maybe be a different scene. Mm-hmm. But you know having watched Cobra Kai, you want to go back to the, to the point where it all began. Yeah. So the big rivalry, it started there at the beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so whenever I see that, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm locked in now. Oh, so you and Jack are in agreement. So this is the, the, the best scene in the movie, according to the couch potatoes and the potato tot. Yeah. Potato right. tot for me. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm still going with the, uh, the year of the best fight montage. That just—it's your opinion. 
I'll go. I'll go cross street and fight the next door neighbors right now if someone plays that song. Oh, the old bat. <laughs> yeah, our old neighbor across the street. I'll go fight her right now. I'll wake her up out of bed. Like, let's go. Yeah, she'll be like, "What in the hell are you doing in my yard?" I was like, "Let's dance." And then you. And then you just have to cue that that guitar riff at the beginning, and then yeah, I'm going to jail. <laughs> FBI, open up. All right, uh, now be at work. He beat up an old lady. Yeah. Well, somebody, it's like, uh, it's like you know, the bull that sees red. It's like, for me, it's play, you're the best. <laughs> this is like I'm a bull now. <laughs> yeah. If somebody plays that song, I would literally go in, <laughs> kick the woman's door down, <laughs> and then wake her up out of bed, and then kick her right in the round house, kick her butt. Wow, you've got, have you been thinking about doing this already? Yeah, mostly. So you daydream about it. All right. Well, now we'll uh, we'll go into the next category. We'll uh, we'll leave beating up our next door neighbor in the the rear view. Okay. Oh yay! All right. Um, now our next category we're gonna test drive. We don't have a name for this one yet, but uh, the your favorite quote, the one that you would, you know, if you have a friend that's seen this movie, the the one you'd throw at him. I think I got a good name for it. What's the, that? The tater tot. <laughs> Well, we won't call it the tater tot. That's you. The tater tot uh, quotes. That's what it should be called. All right, we'll we'll mark that under consideration. All right. Good. Um. All right. I my choices are uh, wax on, wax off. Uh, get him a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sweep the leg. The strike hard, strike fast, no mercy motto of the Cobra Kai. And this one, just because I think it's hilarious how he acts, but when Daniel gets kicked off the soccer team, he says, this school sucks. Those would be my nominees. Those would be my five. Um, I don't have five, but one of the lines that I thought was really hilarious, it doesn't belong as, like, one of the best lines, but there was a scene where uh, Daniel was walking with Allie, and one of the uh, cover Kai guys said, I didn't know it was worm walking week. And it just caught me so <laughs> off guard because it's such a stupid ass line. It's hilarious. I also get a kick out of uh, when uh, Daniel's changing for the tournament. And then uh, Dutch and Bobby and the rest of the guys come in uh, and see him in the locker room. And then Dutch just looks at Daniel. It's such a childish line because. What's the matter, mommy? Not here to dress you? <laughs> I was like, it's so fucking juvenile, but it's great. Um, but Jack, do you? I know you had some uh, written yeah. down in your notes. Uh, yeah, I have three. I have when Miyagi said walk left side, and then when Miyagi said wax on, wax off, mm-hmm. and then when Daniel. All right, what are the rules here? And then when uh, Bobby says, get him a body bag, yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like at least uh, the members of the my household, it's uh, either get him a body bag or uh, wax on, wax off. Get him a body bag, yeah. Um, I think for me personally, I think we use the get him a body bag, at least like amongst us, like, I think we yell that maybe what once or twice a month at one another. Oh yeah, which we, we that we use that one pretty frequently. Which we actually messed it up. We used to say put him in a body bag. Isn't yeah, that what I we? I think he says get him in a body bag. Yeah, he says get him in a body bag. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say that when I was a kid, wax on, wax off was like everybody used that one. I think that's probably a more iconic line, but. I think since we gravitate more towards uh, the Cobra Kai versus the Miyaki Do, I'd say either get them a body bag or sweep the leg. We used to use that one a lot too. We still use sweep the leg. Yeah, whenever we deal with somebody that's unruly, we just say sweep the leg. <laughs> we'll just start um, doing that here. Like when we go to work, we just start like somebody just gets gives us a rough way to go. Just whisper into the mic, sweep the leg, and just like watch somebody do like a, a leg sweep. <laughs> Fuck it, we're in a pandemic, so why not? I I like yeah, it. I like the, the idea. <laughs> That's four. We're just gonna do a swear word counter for the rest of the night. Alrighty. 
Um, Wait, does he owe money at the end of it, based on how many he said? No, I'll probably have to give his mom money for letting him cuss on, on a podcast. But Oof, can I say my yeah. favorite? No, you you're not dropping that bomb. Nope. No, I'm talking about my favorite line. Oh, I thought you were going to try to drop another cuss for like, oh no, you're not dropping the one I'm thinking you're going to. <laughs> Go ahead. What's your favorite line, buddy? Mine's probably when Bobby said, get him a body bag. Yeah. Yeah. That's the third time I've said that now. Yeah. Well, that's just an iconic line. Who it, cares? Hey, it's, it's, your, it's your opinion, right? Yep. All right. Um, our final category is uh, who, who owns this movie? Like to me, this is like, who is the the performer in this, or you know, member of the the crew that like is irreplaceable. So like, you could take anybody else out, but this person is irreplaceable. So, uh, my three choices. Well, actually, I just have two. It's either uh, Ralph Macchio or Pat Morita. Although I'm going to give a very special uh, consolation prize to William Zapka, who's Probably, I would say outside of Biff Tannen, probably the most iconic movie villain of the 80s, like for the teen, like teen-oriented movies. Yeah, I mean, people were trying to, people like years later were trying to fight Williams to have kill on the street. Yeah, I think that uh, it kind of hurt him as a performer too, because I think he kind of got typecast because he not only played a bully in this, but he was also the bully in uh, Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield. And he was also the kind of the quasi-villain in Just One of the Guys, which is a very underrated 80s comedy, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Oh, yeah, dude, watch it. It's, it's, I mean, if you like the 80s stuff, like I'm kind of a kid of that era, so I kind of gravitate towards that stuff more. But um, Yeah, I was, I was uh, barely alive in the 80s. God, that just makes me feel so old. <laughs> you are. It's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, but, uh, I mean, for me, my two nominees would be Ralph Macchio or Pat Morita. What about you, Jack? Uh, mine would either be Pat Morita or uh, Ralph Macchio. Oh, you go one of them, too? And what about you, Lucas? I mean, for me, it's just one. I mean, you can't replace Pat Morita in this movie. Yeah, I would think so. Like, I think he's the irreplaceable one. Because, I mean, well, they hell, they did it with uh, the next Karate Kid. They replaced uh, Ralph Macchio. Right. And plus, I mean, Pat Morita got an Oscar nomination. Just, no. I don't know, he just, like, I don't know. Like, I think when we were talking about William Zabka's kind of typecast as, like, a bully, I think Pat Morita actually typecast himself twice. I mean, first he's kind of like the Ken Jong-esque like comedian and like the happy days. And then like, he kind of became a, uh, a, you know, Confucius type character from the karate kid. Right. But I mean, uh, he's irreplaceable in this. I mean, you could put like just about anybody and even, I mean, they tried with Jackie Chan. It just, that movie to me, it's okay, but it doesn't work for me. Right. It, it's just, it doesn't have the same effect without Pat Morita in it. Yeah. So we're in agreements. It's Pat Morita. Yeah, probably. I believe so. All right. Well, we did have a category in here, but since we've got a uh, a young man uh, here, we can't use these. Uh, we're going to introduce this on the next episode. Uh, what is it? Just tell me. It's the Vincent Hanna Movie Grade Award, but you can't be a part of this because there's a lot of profanity, and I don't want to hear you drop some of these like when you're at your grandparents' house tomorrow night. That's probably a good idea. But just for the sake of uh, this, we're going to do the uh, potato grading scale, which four would be a classic, three is really good, two is eh, okay, and then one is like you'll never watch it again. What about a five? No, we're just doing four. Okay. Because it's our show. Okay. So, Jack, how many potatoes would you give the Karate Kid? 100,000. Wow, it's that good. Yes. I love Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Well, how about we just give it one through four? What would you give it? Uh, four. You give it a four, four spuds? Yep. All right, Lucas, what about you? Give me four potatoes. Um, I'm actually going to go three. <sighs> and the only reason why is because uh, the hero is kind of a dick in this movie. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I'm in the three category, too. It's still a great movie. Three is like 
that's probably like a B, Jack, since you go to school. And it's been decades since I went. I'm all A's. But yeah, like uh, three is like a, a good solid B, B plus. How about a B minus? Nah, it's yeah, a B I mean, plus. It's it's not like one of the the greatest movies of all time, but it's still really good, and you should really watch. And it. And still holds up incredibly well over these years too. Yeah, it does. But yeah, next week we will introduce the Vincent Hanna movie grading scale. I'm really looking forward to testing out the old Al Pacino impression. What is your next episode, <laughs> by the way? I look forward to it as well, my friend. Well, Jack, uh, it's funny you mention that. We'll announce that on the social media pages. I'll tell you as soon as we go off the air, though. Okay, because I don't have social media. No, we're going to keep it that way for a while. <laughs> I'm only nine years old. Now, Lucas, I will have one question I will ask here before, uh, before we hop off here. Is this okay. the best Handyman Becomes a Mentor movie? I believe so. I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's pretty close with every other movie that I can't think of. Because I don't know of any other movie. Like yeah, that. I think it's it's better than the Handyman Becomes a Mentor, which came out in the seventies. <laughs> That's not a real movie, but maybe we should write that. At least get it picked it, up by Netflix. You never know; it might be. All right. Well, that concludes this episode. I hope you guys are dig this new format. Like I said, it's it's going to be some rocky waves before we get the gist of it. But I think uh, I think this is going to be a cool format to play around with. Call Rocky get it the movie. <laughs> but um All right, he mic drop folks. Jack's out of here. Um but uh don't forget check us out on uh Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. Uh please leave us a review if you dig what we're doing and if you don't like what we're doing, leave us a review so we can get better. So uh until next time, Jack, it was awesome having you on the show. Leave him five stars. See ya. All right. You heard it from the young man. Leave us five stars. Write a good review, dang it. <laughs> All right. Lucas, you got anything you want to add before we head on out? Uh, no, just thank you, everybody, who is still with us. Um, I've got one I don't, more thing. I don't remember which number episode this is, but if you've made it this far with us, we love you. Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be number 11. Uh, wow. Yeah, Gremlins, Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, 11. Yeah. yeah, we'll just keep uh, pumping them out as long as we get some people listening to it. So, all right. Well, uh, until next time, uh, please check us out. You can also find us on Facebook at uh, Couch Potato Podcast. We're on Instagram, also at Couch Potato Podcast. So go check us out, get some show updates. We do some really cool poll questions from time to time. And maybe, you know, sometime soon we'll have some merch out there. You never know. So uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right, guys. Well, uh, until next time, we'll uh, see you later. Bye, everybody. See ya.